Mitchell gets to Sanders. Sanders has got some room to operate. Barry Sanders inside the 10. Touchdown. Hello, hello, hello. It is Tuesday. Yeah, the show's recorded on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and welcome to all new Down Rate Sports. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk the NFL playoffs, why the Lakers should trade LeBron, and oh, what a game. So, look at your watch, look at your phone, look at the clock on the wall, and know what time it is. Sports critic Brent Reed. We're talking about one thing. 
Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. That's right. Welcome everybody to another new Downright Sports here on DJ Chase Radio, here on Dynasty Radio, here on Trap Radio Radio, here on She Real Radio. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, I am your host, the Notorious Sports Critic, Britt Reed, and this is an all-new show here. Uh, just got off of doing the college football preview show this past Sunday, and back again just that quick to do another podcast, all-new in effect, here we are. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all for listening. Again, if you've never heard the show before, this is a sports show spoken to you by a sports fan to all the sports fans in the world by the notorious sports critic by the sports influencer so buckle up for a new show because it is showtime alright so we are coming off of a weekend weekend full of sports okay a weekend where sports reigned supreme where the NFL um, ended its season where um College football ended its season, but where the NFL season ends, um, the playoffs begin or the postseason, if you will. And we find ourselves in a postseason like no other, somewhat. Some of the names you know are still there. So we are getting let. Let's take off, shall we? So if you look at the postseason in the NFL, all right. Uh, we recap how the season went, and basically the top teams in the AFC were the Chiefs, the usual sp- suspects, if you will, the Chiefs, the Bills, um, the Bengals returning back after fresh off of going to the Super Bowl, but then joining the party or joining the new cast are the Jacksonville Jaguars, who won their division at 9-8 and eight after having two or three or just multiple years of abysmal seasons, living in the terrible time of Urban Meyer and his debacle of going to bars after losing games and groping women. Yeah, you saw the video. Don't pretend like you did it. But Jacksonville turned it all around, and they made it to the playoffs. The Chargers are back in the playoffs The Ravens back again in the playoffs, limping into the playoffs. And the Dolphins, after a controversial offseason, find themselves in the playoffs. In the NFC, the Eagles soar as one of the tied for the best record in the NFL, top uh, top team with the Chiefs, uh, followed by the 49ers, who are in their third-string quarterback, lost the quarterback of the future, then lost the quarterback they tried to replace, and now have their third-string quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings are probably everybody's, not betting on them, but Minnesota did what they did. They won 13 games, they lost four, and they had a pretty solid year. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first time ever in Tom Brady's career, he's has a below 500 record. He finished 8-9. and nine. They're in the playoffs because their division was <clears throat> trash, and now they he's back in it, back again. The Cowboys, once again, are in the playoffs, but show so many concerns. The New York Giants returned to the playoffs after having years and years of years, just no type of, uh, just a rudderless ship, a team with no hope and no future. You know, I said it, everybody said it, Daniel Jones needs to go. 
trade Saquon, blow it all up, and they find themselves in the playoffs at nine and seven and one. And then the Seattle Seahawks, which we're going to work backwards here. So the Seattle Seahawks this past offseason traded Russell Wilson, a quarterback which some would have argued was uh, um, <clears throat> a franchise level quarterback. The team's success was anchored to Russell. Russell was this franchise, not the coaching. Russell. Russell took the team, helped the team get the two Super Bowls. Russell was able to uh, um, make way with uh, the Seattle team, make a way when it seemed like there was no way. He always had the team in playoff contention, even when the Legion of Boom broke up, even when um, you saw, why does that still make the noise? Even when you saw the end of, um, you know, Marshawn Lynch and so many other, you know, so many people left. The franchise kept going, and it seemed like Russell Russell was the uh, the caveat, the biggest uh, part of that whole thing. Well, it seems that it may have changed, where Russell uh, was traded, and basically last year was asking, begging, you know, I gotta go, I need to do my own thing. And then now Russell then ends up uh, changing teams, getting traded, finding himself getting traded to Denver. And then Denver gives up the house to get this guy, gives up the world. I wish I could play um, Luther Vandross. Give you my world. (laughs) That's an actual song, guys. And then you find out that. Maybe it wasn't Russell Wilson the whole time. Maybe, just maybe, it had something to do with the system. The system itself mattered. Plug in Geno Smith. Everybody starts laughing. There's a first-round pick right there. That's the first overall pick in Seattle. But hold up. Hold up. Because not only did Geno Smith prove he could play, he Proved all his doubt is wrong when the Jets drafted him like with their first overall pick. He showed there was some skill in there from the old West Virginia days. Russ Geno Smith this past year passed for over 4,282 yards. Words you thought I would never say, a sentence you thought I would never utter. He would play all 17 games. He would throw 30 touchdowns in 11 interceptions. He was sacked 46 times, but he had a um, he had a uh, uh, he averaged around 7.5 yards. He threw uh, he had um, uh, three basically 400 completions. The guy had turned out to be the all-time leading passer for Seattle. He passed Russell Wilson. Well. We're not going to harp on players who didn't make the playoffs, but you got to say to yourself, wow, Gino, you got it done. Bravo. You proved sometimes a system can make a quarterback, and in this case, it did. If you watch the, how the year played out, they beat Russell. First game of the year, 17-16, but then they would lose to San Francisco, which we're going to touch on, and they would they would have a 1-2-3-4-5 game win streak. Did help that some of the teams that they played were weak, like Arizona. Um, they didn't lose to New Orleans. They played Detroit when Detroit was bad. They played. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to Tampa. They would lose to Carolina, but Carolina made some noise. They would lose to the Chiefs. Everybody should lose to the Chiefs, but they would finish out the year beating the Jets and the Rams. A Rams team, we can all argue, is not as good as they were last year. 
going into the playoffs, their matchups. Oh, we should just discuss the matchups. Well, the playoffs for the first round are all rematches. They're like if Vince McMahon was booking the NFL because he he likes doing rematch. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, part nine. Stone Cold versus The Rock, part nine. Triple H versus The Rock, part 11. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, 100 times. This pretty much happened this postseason. We're going to get Seattle versus the 49ers. We're getting the Giants versus Minnesota. We're getting Tampa versus Dallas. We're getting in the AFC, the Chargers versus Jacksonville, Miami versus Buffalo, and the uh, uh, Ravens versus the Seahawks. Let's get into it. So, when Seattle played the 49ers, Seattle would uh, lose to the 49ers twice this year. They would lose to them once um, in the third week. Yes, in the second week, excuse me, 27 to 7, get blowed out. That was the Jimmy Garoppolo led 49ers. When they played again in week 17, uh, they would lose 21 to 13. That team was now, uh, was Jimmy on that team? I didn't take that stat, but the internet is here. Nope, Brock Pudley was the quarterback in that game. Now, <clears throat> neither game were gangbusters. They weren't throwing the ball over the place, but that 49ers defense is strong, man. It's a tough defense for Seattle, a team that if you would say is basically playing with house money, the Seattle Seahawks, they're, I mean, the expectations of them going as far as they've made it is slim to none, especially since they're playing the number one, basically the number one ranked defense with yards allowed, San Francisco um, doesn't allow many total yards, 300 to be exact. When it comes to where, um, when it comes to getting to said quarterback, you got to look at where San Francisco ranks. And um, San Francisco is about is eleventh, about the eleventh team, eleventh ranked team. Mayor, Mayor, not now. <laughs> My co-host, I think, wants uh, Seattle to win. Mayor, do you want Seattle to win? Okay, she does. So, <laughs> I do every show with Mariana. All she does, no, 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 I'm not calling you. All she does normally is sleep, but she got up and she's going back down. But if you're, this is what I like to call a trap game, if you will, because Seattle now has seen you twice and you didn't blow, you beat them once pretty bad, but it was early in the year. Now you get in the face them. They got a little momentum. They got a playbook on you. They got a playbook on Gino, but. Their confidence is riding high because they beat that thing twice. Who do I pick in this one? Well, I'm going with the 49s. I think their defense is that good. They definitely got a bend, don't break defense. And not to mention, Kristen McCaffrey has been reborn. He is rejuvenated. The guy is like the Phoenix. He will have a field day. Oh, not to mention, Dabo's... um, Dabo is back, and he's going to ball out. Did I not write that down? Yeah, Dab, um, Samuels. Dabo, Debo Samuels. Sorry, I called him Dabo, because I know him like that. Anyway, 49ers will beat Seattle, but it won't be a blowout. It will be a close one. Let's go on. Staying with the NFC, we're going to have the Giants and Minnesota. The Giants lost to Minnesota in Week 15, 27-24. This game was very close. These two teams would kind of have a field goal type of game. The Giants would get a chance to take the lead at one point at 13-10. Minnesota would score, giving them the lead 17-13. They would kind of keep that lead going. They would score again, making it 24, to, and then the Giants would score, making it 24-16. to 
The Giants would come back, get into the game, tie it up 24-24. Minnesota, tick, 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 would kick a field goal to win the game by a field goal. So, the Giants played Minnesota close. The Giants also rested their, their, their entire team going into this game. Now, the Giants historically have gone to Minnesota and beat them. Good Minnesota teams. The question is, this young Giants team has never been to the playoffs. Can they make magic happen? Can they make something out of nothing? And the question is going to be, we're going to find out. Because the Giants have had one of those <clears throat> seesaw kind of years. Ooh, we're going to do this, and then we're going to play good. Oh, then we're going to play bad. And then we're going to play good. And then we're going to play bad again. So, the Giants now with their players getting a week off. Played in one of the toughest divisions one could ever play in. And hopefully they could find themselves where they can beat a Minnesota team that sometimes tends to play to their competition. We're back. If you heard me take a break, that's only because I had to, my system had to catch up. But the Giants to win this game is not going to be the Saquon Barkley game. It's going to be what Daniel Jones does. And Daniel Jones is a triple threat. He can run, he can gun, he can run, he can gun. And if Saquon can at least, Saquon in that first game at, uh, ran for about 55, 54 yards. If Sa- if Daniel can not turn the ball over and Saquon can get him about 70 yards, that's enough for the Giants to walk away with a victory and move on to the next round where, um, I don't know who's waiting for them. They're not the worst record team. Maybe the Eagles. No, I think it's the one that... It's probably the Eagles. Who's the worst record? Is it the Giants? No, it's the Seahawks. So the Giants will probably play the winners of the 49ers. I don't know. We're not worrying about week two. We're worrying about week one. I didn't go that far. Let's go. (laughs) And then the last game in the NFC, you're going to get the rematch from week one. Dallas versus Tampa. Hmm. We all thought this game could potentially be an NFC Championship game. Instead, it's the first-round wildcard game. Tampa Bay is not any good. But the Cowboys aren't much better, despite what their record says. You want me to bet against Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott? I'm not. But that Cowboys defense is pretty good. Contrary to the fact that they got their butt whooped by a generic team last week, this past Sunday. I'm calling them generic because they just look like a generic team, the Commanders. It looks so generic. Have you ever played Madden and created a team? That's a name for Madden. They would have the generic jersey, the generic mascot. You can move. You put, like, a team in, like, Lincoln, Nebraska, and it'd be the Lincoln, Nebraska Commanders. Like, to me, that just doesn't roll off the tongue. But... I still don't bet against Tom Brady. So, I'm taking Tampa because I don't bet against Tom Brady. Could the Cowboys win? Absolutely. But fourth quarter time is a real thing. So, this is how Dallas can win this game. If Dallas comes out the gate early and that defense can slap old man Tom early and Dallas can get out to a big lead. I mean, you have to you have to get out. Dallas has to score three touchdowns. Not field goals, three touchdowns before Tom can score his first. Dallas wins. If this game is anything like what the first game was, he they don't win. Not even close. Not even close. Stop it. <laughs> Not even close. It's going to be over. If that game stays close, Tom Brady wins the game. You don't give Tom Brady the ball in the fourth quarter. You don't give Jordan the ball in the fourth quarter. You don't give Brady the ball in the fourth quarter. These things are true. So let it be written. So let it be done. 
So, recap the NFC. Uh, San Francisco, Giants, Tom Brady. Go figure. Now, in the AFC, you got the, we're going to run through this. Run out of time. In the AFC, you got the rematch from week seven. No, it was a little earlier than that. I think it was like week four. Jacksonville versus the Chargers. Uh, Jacksonville actually beat the Chargers pretty handily, 38-10. to 10. This Jacksonville team is better than with some look. Lance, Trey Lance, Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like the quarterback he was supposed to be. We're going to get it. And the Chargers historically technically always crap the bed. But I think this Charger team is better. I don't think Jacksonville is there yet. Although Jacksonville's head coach has gotten the team to the playoff, to the Super Bowl before. Who would I pick? Going to pick the Chargers. Because I think this is one of those years where finally the Chargers can make some noise and maybe find themselves in the AFC Championship game. Bills versus Miami. Bills. Bills, Bills, Bills. I, Bills. Like, the Bills. Alright? I'm not rooting for Miami and they probably won't have um, two or two or lower, quite frankly, on the side note. I don't think he should play anymore for the rest of the year and they should reevaluate a lot of things. But, Buffalo wins this game. And they're going to win it good, too. Uh, moving on to the last game, you get uh, uh, Ravens versus Cincinnati. Sorry, Cincinnati's going to win. Baltimore, there's too much question marks with um, with um, J- uh, Lamar Jackson. Not sure if he's, if he's still hurt. He didn't play at all towards the end of the year. If he's that hurt, I can't see him coming into this game. The Cincinnati Bengals are playing on all cylinders. This is a good team. They made a statement game when they beat them the last game of the year, uh, 27-16. I can't imagine Cincinnati just turning it off. They've played fantastic There's the rest of the season. The Bengals have been on fire. They've been one of the better teams all year, uh, finishing with a record of something and something. Uh, finishing with a record of 12 and four. And the thing about it is you, you Joe Burrow is next. I know the running quarterback is a new thing, but Joe Burrow is next. Uh, 40, 40, um, 4,475 passing yards, uh, 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He rarely makes mistakes. He, the guy gets hit and keeps playing. He is what we thought Andrew Luck was going to be. And not to mention, Oh, that guy, Jamal chase, if you watch Baltimore for the most of the year, they have trouble with wide receivers. And Jamal Chase is nothing but trouble, trouble. He gives the trouble. So, you put Joe Mixon out there who's going to get you some yards. You put Joe Burrow out there that's going to let it fly. And you put Jamal Chase, that three-headed monster. Sorry, Baltimore. Unless Lamar Jackson can throw it and catch it to himself, this is Cincinnati all day. So, Next week, we will discuss who's going to win after that. That's how we're pretty much going to do this week after week after week. But let's recap the whole thing. So, uh, Seattle will lose to the 49ers. The Giants will beat Minnesota. Tampa will beat Dallas, which will create so much chaos, which plug in Sean Payton to Dallas. Or, here's a tick, I like Jim Harbaugh to Dallas. That's actually better because you got Jim Harbaugh, you got Jerry Jones and, you know, Harbaugh, he's just a good man, but he don't listen and Jim Harbaugh is going to be like eating grass and wearing khakis and it's going to be fantastic. Lobster hands. <laughs> uh, for the AFC, we're going to have the, uh, I have Jack, I have Jacksonville fall into the Chargers. Uh, the Bills just, they don't blow out Miami, but they will beat them handily 
And Cincinnati's going to take care of uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Hey, this is Downright Sports. Uh, welcome everybody back to an all new episode. It's fun time uh, for the re- uh, next part of the next segment. I got a script right here. Next segment, we're going to discuss the Lakers. And they probably should trade LeBron and see if they can trade Anthony Davis and just blow this whole thing up. We're going to talk about why the Lakers should just blow it up. A subject I keep talking about. And I promise you, this will be the last time I discuss the Lakers on this show. It will be. We're also going to cover um, who's the better team in the NBA, who's the best team currently right now. And then we're going to close the show out talking about that dreadful national championship game, unless you were a Georgia Bulldogs fan, because that game was <sighs> boring. <laughs> well, we're going to take a music break. I'm going to throw on uh, some Nirvana, Come As You Are. Then we're going to play a little Pearl Jam, and then in the show with DMX, of course. This is Downright Sports, everybody. That was awesome. And all they can say is, here comes the world heavyweight champion.
star. And I always thought, well, you know, now that I've made it, no matter how hard it gets, I mean, I'm not about to bitch about it now. You know, I'd certainly rather, you know, go through all the, you know, the... the Alright, we I am back. We are back. I think that's just a common thing to say. We are back. <laughs> um so the NBA season is well on its way. The all-star voting is out there. There are some surprises this season, but something that is not as surprising to some of us is the fact that the Lakers are not any good. It's kind of sad. It really is. Uh, someone as you know, in the past, when you had an aging superstar, you can always point to the fact that, you know, the superstar is a little long in the tooth and doesn't have what it takes anymore and can't get it done anymore. And that particular superstar has lost the ability to lead a team to be great. Well, that's not the case (laughs) in the case of the Lakers. LeBron James, without a question, is the best player on his team right now at 38 years old, which is kind of, you know, reassuring because I'm uh, technically a year younger than him. Uh, His birthday falls in these. He's two years, but we share the same. I'm a year apart until December. Anyway, Lakers are 19 and 22, while LeBron James' current season is averaging... What's in my pocket? Oh, <laughs> LeBron James is averaging 29 points with 36 minutes, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Well, if you ask me, that's pretty dang gone impressive for a 38-year-old player on a team that is not constructed for him. Now, this is no one's fault but LeBron's because some of the players that he once had that are playing pretty doggone good are... Uh, guys like Brandon Ingram, Julius Randolph, Kyle Kuzma. Um, there's a laundry list of players that this team had that, if with a little patience, could have been a contender. The one fault, one fault in particular that LeBron may suffer from, is the fact that he doesn't have patience. LeBron... And don't pretend like he doesn't have a say in who gets to play on the team with him. Like, Dwayne Wade was his teammate in Cleveland. Like, calm down. All right. But LeBron puts together teams like he's playing 2K. Or, heck, even live. And then there's no trade filter. If you ever played played franchise mode on any of these games, you can go under settings and... And basically take the salary cap off and you can override the trades. Because the NBA, if you don't play the NBA basketball game, if you just leave it as such, they kind of take away the ability to just build a super team. Not in LeBron's world. You know, he got to Cleveland and he, the first time around in Cleveland, he couldn't get who he wanted. He basically got cast offs. But the second time, he's like, nah, bro, I'm getting everything. And he got Kevin Love and he got all these guys. But he always gets one superstar. That he thinks he can win with, but I like playing for the Yankees or like playing for the Cowboys or like playing for the Lakers. I think playing with LeBron hurts players because Kevin Love went from being this 2015 triple threat machine to becoming a role player. Like, you forgot Kevin Love still plays for Cleveland. Did you forget? It doesn't start. Like, 
that's Kevin Love's career. This guy was a triple threat machine, the second coming of the great white player. Yeah, like when he left UCLA, there was conversation of him being a guy that, you know, you should watch out for. But then he teams up with LeBron and he's averaging nine points. You get what I'm saying? Um, you look at some, you know, in the case of LeBron's best teammate on the court teammate was Kyrie Irving, really, because outside of his injuries, I know you're like, what about Wade and Bosch? LeBron had to carry Wade. Kyrie was able to hold his own. LeBron had to carry Wade. He had to carry Bosch. When he got to L.A., you know, he got one good season out of Anthony Davis, and that's because the dang, the, 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 the blasted pandemic happened. Finding new ways not to curse, and it's coming really hard. I'm starting to sound like an old farmer. But basically, because of the pandemic, the Lakers was able to win the championship because the NBA and the world gave them, like, five months off before they played a meaningful game. So, if you're the Lakers, and your whole crux of existing is winning, 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 and currently, right now, you just not doing that. The franchises that are better than you are in your own conference. The Denver Nuggets continuously get better. Yeah, they got Djokov, Djokovic, but eh, you know what I'm saying? The Memphis Grizzlies have got their their 27 and 13. The New Orleans Pelicans 25 and 16. The Dallas Mavericks 23 and 18. The Kings, the Kings 21 and 18. Coached by a former LeBron James head coach. The Clippers are the Clippers. Uh, Golden State is getting old, and so are the Suns. So, you're the Lakers, and you're not at the top with the top player in the world? Like, it was one thing when the Yankees weren't getting anything done, and Derek Jeter was aging. You know what I'm saying? It's another, you know, it was one thing when the Cowboys weren't getting anything done, and Emmitt Smith was aging. You're, you're, LeBron's your best player. So, the Lakers need to do themselves a favor, and LeBron needs to do himself a favor, and needs to act. It needs to be traded. Simple as that. Like the Lakers owe him that much. The NBA owes him that much. They need to let him go off into the sunset. Heck, they can let him go change locker rooms. That'd be blasphemous. But I think let him come back east. And as a team, you know, I know I, I think I saw somewhere he can't be traded, but his, what is a will is a way. Maybe just cut him. Let's cut your loss because you're not getting anything for him anyway. Um, I would like to see him with the 76ers. Him, James Harden, Joel uh, Embiid. That's a great combination. I like to see him with the Miami Heat. That team is built for a winner. They just need a player of his caliber. Uh, heck, the Chicago Bulls could now. That's a that's a dumpster fire too. Um, Go. He couldn't go to Cleveland because he would mess up the chemistry. They got something great going on right now. He would truly mess up the chemistry. His idea. I don't know if you can make it work, but let's go for broke. What if Brooklyn found a way to trade for LeBron? Just imagine. There's something that can be done. Probably not because I don't think any player except for Ben Simmons money-wise, would bank out, but it's a thought. The place I think he could potentially end up, because the Knicks have the cat room, oh, spoiler alert, send him to the Knicks. They won't win, but him playing the Madison Square Garden with Julius Randolph, R.J. Barrett, 
that's a pretty good tandem. And the Knicks got cap room. They could give up some draft picks because you're not going to draft. If you don't get the first round pick, you're just wasting your time, really. But the way the Knicks have been playing, you got R.J. Barrett, um, you got Julian Bison, uh, you have uh, um, <coughs> Julius Randolph, who's having a pretty good year. You could probably trade Toppin, who I really like. The Knicks could trade Toppin. They could trade um, Evan Forte, Evan Forter, Forster, Fourier. They could trade Evan Fourier and Quentin Grimes to the Lakers. The Lakers be happy to take them. Bring a LeBron, and now you got the NBA has got a different kind of swagger because you got LeBron back in the East. You got LeBron in the Garden. And you got him on a pretty Nick, a Knicks team that's got a better record than the Lakers right now by a lot. And if you're the Lakers, you could probably get some draft picks. You're going to get some younger talent, and you can start to build because, quite frankly, that's what the Lakers need to do. They need to give up on this hope of because you're not winning a championship. Burn down the house. <laughs> Every, the Lakers, here, let's do this. Let's have, I haven't had fun in a long time. <clears throat> so, you're NBA GM. And you're on 405. Oh, honey, it's a good Saturday. It is a good Saturday. We should find something to do. We will find something. What should we do? I want to go to Target. No, no. I I don't know if we should go to Target today. We said go to Target. Oh, look over there. A yard sale. What do you have, sir? What do you you got a little of this? You have a little of that. What do you have? Well, I'm glad you asked, good man. I'm getting rid of everything in my house. We're doing spring cleaning a little early. Spring cleaning, you say? Well, let me take a look. Hmm. You have a Patrick Beverly. Yeah, he is a little shaky, but he can still kind of help out a team. How much is Patrick going for? He's... Eh, about thirteen million. Hmm. Let me keep looking. Ooh, what is this toy over here? Oh, his his limbs are a little bit broken. Oh, that's that's Anthony Davis. He's he's all right, but you know, don't play with him too rough. Hmm. Make a sit of the Anthony Davis. Oh, look at here. Who is that? Oh, that's Russell Westbrook. He is durable. Unreliable, but durable. And will tell his team, just have fun after losing. Hmm. You know what? I like some of these toys. Maybe, maybe I'll take a few of them. Honey, what do you think? I don't know. I really like that Anthony Davis. Huh. Give me the broken toy in Anthony Davis. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and whomever. And we'll spread them around the league. And... Hopefully, you can rebuild your house. Why, thank you, sir. That's what the Lakers should do. The Lakers should start selling pieces away like they're Samuel Jackson and, um, let's not do the right thing. It's Jungle Fever because he played the crackhead. Remember, he was selling his mom stuff and he would do the dance. <laughs> it was a bad movie. It was a good movie, but it was a bad movie. Okay, we're back. I was talking about Jungle Fever. Again, my thing, I got to do a software update on this stupid computer. I know I do. I should just buy another one. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure the Lakers should consider all hope is over. <laughs> just give it all up. Now, as I said, the NBA season is going on as such. It is January. It's now time to talk NBA. Let's talk. So, um, who, are, who I've been asked 
I honestly, I know, there's like four people that know about the show, but I've honestly been asked, who do I believe will win the NBA championship, or who could win the NBA championship, and I said, mm, it's a little too early to call, because there's so many good teams, you have the Celtics, the Nets, check this out, the Nets are 27-13, and 13. now they did lose Kevin Durant for a month, Kyrie Irving can keep this team afloat for a little bit, <laughs> we shall see, but... Milwaukee's still there. Cleveland's still there. So, here are the teams I believe are the best teams in the NBA. No particular order. The, I think, clearly, the best team is the Boston Celtics. 29-12, and 12, off of a championship. Jason Tatum, one of the best players in the game right now. The next best team, in my opinion, is the Milwaukee Bucks because they got Giannis Antetokounmpo a year off, a year, once, a year once removed from winning the championship. Injury kept them out of it. I think they could be back in it. If Brooklyn gets Kevin Durant back and healthy, Brooklyn is scary. They're, Milwaukee ain't going to walk through them. Milwaukee's front line is stronger. That's why I think the Nets can't beat Milwaukee or Cleveland because they don't have a front court presence. They don't have that big that can just shut it down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the After that, Dallas, I think because if Luka could get hot, and the, that Dallas Mavericks team could play around him. That's a much better team than people know. The Clippers could be dangerous because Kawhi Leonard is the Brock Lesnar of the NBA. He plays when he wants to. But if he starts to play a little bit more, we could see that. So, what about the Nuggets? <laughs> what about the Grizzlies? Not there yet. And the Pelicans? Not there yet. But don't sleep on the Clippers. And definitely don't sleep on Cleveland. But those Cleveland's not winning the championship. They could. But could you imagine Cleveland winning the championship without LeBron James? How insane that would be. What does that do to his championship? Because he's the only championship Cleveland has seen since 1954. So if they win one without him, come on, bruh. Bruh. Like, seriously, bruh. <laughs> anyway, this is Downray Sports. If you're listening on Dynasty Radio or DJ Chase Radio, stick around because the news is coming up. But if you're listening on... Uh, she Real Radio, Trap Radar, radio, Trap Radar, there or the podcast. I forgot about that. There uh, will be uh, you just hear music, and the music that you will hear are the smooth sounds of Black by Pearl Jam. But for the rest of you, including Facebook, we're going to do the news. So Facebook, stick around. I'm going to take a 30 seconds to get my stuff together and. We're going to do the news, and then we're going to finish the show. I was going to say kill the show. We're going to finish the show. Downright Sports. That average Joes does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him.
Now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Chia! The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. Nobody can touch me. Alright, uh, let's wrap this show up, shall we? So last night, the National... <laughs> I was expected to lead the show off talking about the National Championship, and it didn't happen. Hold on. I don't know. It's now Okay, there you go. Alright, so um, I was expecting to basically lead the show off talking about the national championship game. And nope, not happening because last night's national college football national championship turned out to be a blowout. I started <clears throat> the game off last night. I live tweeted the whole first quarter and parts of the second quarter until I just got bored. And my live tweet is actually pretty good. I was getting very good traction, very good traction. But um, with that being said, you witnessed <laughs> a true beatdown that you've never seen before. Never before since the college playoff system has started has there been such a whooping. At one point... This run, the, uh, the the tight end for Georgia, I can't think of his name right now. I just tweeted he was the juggernaut because he was just running through the, the whole team. Uh, the, the they Georgia proved what we've seen before. Like We saw Alabama play Notre Dame in the national championship, and Notre Dame beat them like a child. And it what it proves is the... SEC is built by a different breed of animal. Like, they recruit so differently than others even think about. When they recruit their players, they recruit big boys. 
They recruit meat. They recruit ports. They recruit guys. What does that sound? I'm getting like crazy feedback from my mic. I'm getting a new microphone anyway. But um, just watch them when they when teams like Bama when team, that's why it was such it was awesome when Clemson was in the mix of it because Clemson kind of had the same beefiness that Bama had. So the first year, this we're just gonna concentrate on this college playoff. The you know, since the new format, not the old BCS when like you didn't know who's playing the national championship. They used to say this team was playing the national championship, but they used to vote on the champion. Um, Ohio State played in the first one. They beat Oregon forty-two to twenty. At that point, that was a pretty big margin. Like, geez, Oregon, but again, a beefy team. Oregon not ready. Uh, the next year, you had, of course, Alabama and or uh, Clemson, which was one of the best games we ever seen, forty-five to forty. Clemson and uh, Alabama back for the rematch. These teams basically faced each other three different times, but when they did the second time, Clemson would win. That was a close game. Uh, Bama would face Georgia when Georgia first was showing that, oh, we here. You got to think, Georgia's been in this game now three times, but that game went into overtime. Bama played them close. Clemson came back again, beat Bama. That time it was a blowout. It was 44-16. LSU played Clemson. That was a blowout, 42-25. That was a Joe Burrow team. Um, Bama would play Ohio State, blowout, 52-24. Georgia versus Bama, technically a blowout, 33-18. Last night, Georgia took blowout to a whole nother level when they basically took their all their settings and put it on uh, put it on casual and <laughs> put TCU settings on um, Hall of Fame and TCU couldn't get past anything. TCU scored seven points. Seven points. This is a team that scores. And I talked on my pre-game show, I talked on the preview show, Georgia only allowed 12 points all year, like, in a game. 12 points is what you averaged against them. And they showed last night, like, what Ohio State did was an anomaly. Like, Ohio State had time to figure them out. TCU didn't. And what Georgia and those guys did last night was impressive. I'm not going down the stats or none of that, but this team in the college football, the college playoff ever, or the CFP era, this may be the best team we've ever seen because the way they, they, I, I named off the scores of those games and all those teams were great, but this here, like if Georgia bring, like they're not winning again next year. They lose most of these players, but we said that last year, <laughs> like that's insane. So bravo to Georgia. It was a boring game like to the 10th degree and not to mention then it helped that they had that acapella rockapella the platonics whatever they're called do the halftime show like the college football halftime show it's like the nfl's like you can't upstage us so book people we wouldn't (laughs) like jeez all right so uh baseball news and i'll make this one quick Carlos Correa has basically turned into common San Diego and has decided to be part of three different franchises in 28 days. So <laughs> sometime in November uh, or December, he originally had signed with the San Francisco Giants for a crazy amount of money. Well, he might have uh, his 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 um his physical came back a little weird. So San Francisco was like. Then here come the Mets. 
just with all this money, the Mets was spilling money while they were running to get this guy, and the Mets dumped a ton of cash on him. Well, the Mets didn't like some of what he had to say. Well, now the team they played for last year, the Minnesota Twins, seem to be back in the mix. Uh, $200 million deal, which is $100 million less than what he agreed to with the Mets. It uh, looks like he's going back to the Twins accordingly. Uh, the, Watch, uh, the New York Post, uh, uh, Carlos Correa, uh, Correa agrees to $200 million deal with the Twins after Mets deal fell apart because of injury. Uh, Fox News, uh, Carlos Correa agreed to third free agent deal amid injury concerns. So the Twins know him. They're going to take him. This guy's a genius. He basically made a billion dollars in like three in 28 days, but he doesn't get all that money. He really doesn't. He's only getting the last contract, but he basically is agent who should go down in history as the greatest agent of all time because he took a player that's hurt and basically negotiated over a billion dollar deal for him because every team he agreed to was an astronomical amount of money and God, God bless him for that happening like that's pretty that's pretty crazy if you will that's pretty crazy hey this has been downright sports it was nice to be back uh, nice to do another show we'll be back next week to keep talking nfl playoffs recapping the first week and then you know i run my mouth and talk about some other stuff again um you can always listen to downright sports weekdays from 12 to 1 on dj chase radio wdjcdb dj chase radio new episodes air every wednesday so tomorrow or today, depending on when you listen, uh, you can listen on Tuesdays and Thursdays at Dynasty Radio uh, every Thursday. New episodes. I think I don't even know anymore. Kim, when do my new episodes air? <laughs> but uh, you can listen uh, Dynasty Radio Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. You can listen on Trap Radar at 6 p.m. on Saturdays and then finish out your week listening on She Real Radio at 10 p.m. Um you can download the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Follow Downray Sports on the social media platforms at Facebook.com slash Downray Sports, TikTok Downray Sports, Instagram Downray Sports, and YouTube.com slash Downray Sports. Just want to say to the people in California, our prayers are with you. My buddy Joe's out there. He sent me a picture. It's insane. Um, his family is definitely, definitely in my heart. So I um, don't want to hear anything bad or positive. So. Uh, send out your blessings to the people out in uh, Cali and, you know, you know, hopefully things get better before they get worse. You feel me? And then that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. As always, deuces. Uh, uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Stop being greedy, just keep it real, partner Give to the need, ribs is touching So don't make me wait, fuck around and I'm gonna bite you Snatch the plate, I can flip that flow I can stick that hoe, I can get that dough You know I'm with that joke Ain't a thing about this shit I can't do, I haven't seen But when it gets dark, it's like a nigga's having dreams All night dance, the light dance, the dessert Got me like it, everybody wants to hurt What? Paranoid, so I strike out at whatever The closest thing to me is gonna get it, but never I'ma keep holding on to what's left is gone You can put that on, my nigga bull These other rap cats will give a nigga room But if it costs for me to force my way in the door Headhunting motherfuckers, stay on the floor Fall, fall, is what I get sick with Fall more, now all this is liquid
leave it alone. When you walk past the doghouse, leave it a bone. Cause dogs bite, dogs fight, dogs like, scratch, shake, and hold all night. So when you hit it, start running. Cause when you hit it, I'm coming. But I don't like drama, so I stay to myself. Keep focused with this rap shit and pray for the wealth. I want the money. Give me the honeys with big asses. Most expensive champagne, you got big glasses. I'm drunk, so I'm a bastard. Head wide open. Begging me to stop, but at least he died hoping. Didn't get his wish, now he's a dish for the pack. Two glowing red eyes, everything else black. I've been eating long enough now, stop being greedy. Just keep it real, partner. Give to the needy. Ribs is touching, so don't make me wait. Fuck around and I'm gonna bite you and snatch the plate. I've been eating long enough now, stop being greedy. Just keep it real, partner. Give to the needy. Ribs is touching, so don't make me wait. Fuck around and I'm gonna bite you and snatch the plate. When the sun is up, the gun is up on the shelf. And all the runners up are thanking me for their help. Hoping that they're not around when it gets dark outside. Sun's going down, you hear the bark outside. Locks off the cage, gauge with the buck shots. You'll be lucky all day, that's where your luck stops. One drops, then another, and another. Gun pops, going through you, hit your mother. We does it all in, I found a friend in the dark. Cause fucking with these cats, you send a friend to the mall. Many questions, no answers, stress. Try to hold my head and remember that I'm blessed. With the curse and it gets worse, time goes by. Can't see straight, I'm so high. Give to the needy, ribs is touching, so don't make me